Welcome to the Impact Podcast with your hosts, Jacinta and Kobe. We'll be diving into all things holistic health and our perspective of what people really need to live a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. So where do we start, Jacinta? Well, I think basically we just want to share the reason as to why we're here. You know, we've both been in this industry for quite some time and we've seen the industry evolve and it's evolving in a way where I think it is becoming a lot more holistic and people do need more support these days more than ever. And we're seeing that illustrated every single day in the conversations we're having with people in the gym as well because it's like people are being more switched on to their feelings and they're also willing to talk about it more. So that's why I think using this platform from a podcast is so important for us because we want to try and impact as many people as we can. Yeah, that's it. And I think what really set the tone for this and made us feel a pull to do this even more so is we'll just take it back a little bit. Like we had our recent eight week challenge at the start of the year and you know, over the years, we've consulted with a lot of people and we have a lot of the same conversations, but this challenge itself, it really hit hard for both Kobe and I. We're having some really deep conversations with these people as to why they were here. And it made us realise like, wow, like these people aren't just here to to change the way they look or, you know, to lose weight on the scales. There's so much more underlying. And we just felt the heaviness of that, that we wanted to be able to somehow help the community more than just in the four wars that we're in, mm. which is why we're here. Yeah, and we also realise that some of these conversations are completely outside our scope as well. And, you know, we want to be able to bring a, a wider dimension of health that we know being exercise and nutrition and actually bring more professionals in and be able to help people that maybe we're not educated or qualified to be able to help as well. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, for those of you that don't know, Kobe and I um, work within Impact Strength and Fitness here on the Sunshine Coast in Rwanda. So Kobe being the owner, operator, um, and I work alongside Kobe in the management side of things. Um, And yeah. You pretty much run it. Pretty much. Yeah, Kobe's just like tapped out now and just comes in whenever he wants. But that's cool um, because I love it. So, <laughs> and I think people love seeing me in there and don't even ask for you anymore. <laughs> oh, truth hurts. <laughs> that's why we're here, Mark. Truth bombs, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. But the reality is, is, like you said, we have so many conversations during the day in the gym that um, we feel that we can if people heard these conversations, they're going to get so much out of it, you know, and, and, you know, starting with, starting with the the individuals that I guess when I listen to a podcast, it's millionaire business people, you know, and it's just like, sometimes it's just like, Oh, I feel that's so far outside of my reach. Mm. But I think some people are going to be more inspired by just hearing the everyday overcomers, you know, the everyday people who, get up every morning and they've got those mental battles that they've got to they've got to get over just to get to work you know and how do they overcome those and that's where I want this podcast to be such a real space and real conversations that you know if you're driving to work listening to this podcast and we've got one of our members on for example who has overcome something in the gym you could be in the car listening to this going far out I'm right where that person was and I'm going to use those 
those things that help them overcome it mm. in my own life now, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not getting choked up. I just had something in my throat. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so that's so true. It's having um, experiences that you can relate to or even just bringing a sense of awareness. Like sometimes we can be so stuck in our daily lives and in our own ruts that we feel like we just can't find a way out or you know we can't see that light but then we we might hear an experience of someone else and it might just bring forth like that shed that little bit of light um and know that yeah there is opportunities out there and you know people there to help you and and support you so so jacinta we've got so much stuff to talk about on this podcast but i think it's very important that we figure out what what we like in the fitness industry and and where our backgrounds come from so What's your thoughts? This whole podcast is about holistic health. What is your thoughts on on holistic health? Yeah, cool. So I guess I would say what I believe holistic health means to me is it encompasses mind, body and soul, meaning that we're really tuned in, tapped in, turned on to how we're feeling, how our body's moving, how we're really nourishing everything on a holistic level not just the foods we eat to to support like the way we look or the way we train to support the way we look um it's really about you know on a whole soul level um but i you know i wouldn't say like over my years being in the health and fitness industry and not just being in the industry working just living this lifestyle for myself it definitely hasn't always looked like that way for me um, you know, personally, I mean, I've been training from a very young, young age, um, from playing sport into stepping into the gym for the first time at the age of 13, 14. And then, you know, that was sort of where I always found myself was just lifting a weight, um, at a very young age and how that made me feel. But over the years and especially getting into my teenage years, um, and, you know, early twenties, I guess just going through that um, that age, which most people will find themselves in, is they really start to become more consumed in how they look. And that's what training meant for me was I was doing that to look a certain way, which there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's great that, um, you know, we do feel good about the way we look, but it shouldn't be the sole purpose as to why we step yeah. inside the gym. Where do you think you were drawing that from, though? Because... I think that's important to to illustrate where that that aesthetic goal comes from. So for you personally, where did that aesthetic goal come from? Oh, just lack of confidence. Yeah. Self-love, massive. You know, just always nitpicking on myself that I, you know, I didn't like the way I looked or so I had to train to change the way I looked or I had to eat hardly any food. You know, my, my um, understanding of nutrition back then was so poor, mm. so poor. Um, and it just was a constant, like, I guess you could say it was almost like a rat race all the time, just chasing a desired look. And then you, you know, well, are you ever going to really achieve that? Are you ever going to be happy? Because is there an end goal for that? Now I realize, no, there's not because with your growth and as you age, it changes what mm. you desire, um, because you learn from, I guess, where you've come from. So it, it definitely has evolved over the time, my, my view of holistic health. And now I really have a grasp and an understanding of first and foremost, it should cotton down to how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I think this day and age, 
2021 is completely different to even five, 10 years ago for you because of the, you know, and we're going to dive really deep into this, but the pull from social media and and how that affects us. And, Mm. you know, we, we um, compare ourselves all the time, but even in your twenties, did you find yourself comparing to other people that you saw around in the gym or even magazines or stuff like that? So you pulled a lot of your aesthetic goals from those sorts of sort of areas? Oh, a hundred percent. Definitely. I remember, um, so I did the whole bodybuilding competing thing, um, in, I guess, fitness modeling. And that was back, you know, 10 years ago where the fitness magazines were really, really big. So I was idolizing those women in those magazines. How did they achieve that body? You know, I want to train like them. I want to look like them. Um, and so then I went down that, that path, I guess, and I really formed an even poorer, um, relationship with food going into that. Um, because once you obtain that, you stand on that stage, then what, you Mm. know, that's not sustainable. And so I went like down the rabbit hole again of thinking, well, I need to eat this way in a deficit or hot, like just chicken and broccoli for the rest of my life. Like to look like this, it's it's soul reckoning, you know, Mm. it doesn't fulfill you at all. Yeah. And then along that journey, have you actually had someone speak into your life to make it go from your mindset from aesthetics to how this makes you feel? Or is that something that you've sort of learnt yourself through your own journey and and self um, self discovery? No one in particular, to be honest. I think it's definitely been a self discovery journey. Um, There's been a lot of, a lot of roads, I guess you could say, I've travelled up until this point and I've, over the past sort of five to six years, has definitely been, um, there's been some massive catalysts in my life to get me to this point um, and I believe they're all for our, our greater growth. Um, that has really made me dig deeper into my purpose and what I want for myself um, instead of looking for something external to fulfill me. Mm. And I can look back now and realize that's what I was constantly doing because what is external, what is outside of you can be taken away in a heartbeat. Yeah. And so if you're constantly chasing that to fill you and make you feel good about yourself, what what happens when it's gone? Mm. If you haven't learned how to discover that and find that within yourself, then what is there? So I think that that's what, that was my own self-discovery because it was just a constant recognising and awareness, like over time, like being in really dark places, um, spending a lot of time, I guess, figuring out as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling and, you know, upending of relationships in my life. Um, I'm not going to get emotional, but it's okay if we do. Yep. That's why we're here. Yeah, it really just made me peel back the layers over a lot of years and and discover that myself. And and then I guess becoming more pulled to to delve into that deeper with like self-discovery books and, you know, following people that I was feeling more pulled towards um, that would really sort of align with me and where I wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much stuff we can break down there, mm, which is so massive. much. <laughs> but one one question I'd love to throw to you is: if you, there's lots of listeners that, that are going to be listening to this and they're sort of feeling out where this is heading. But if you think back to where you were in your early twenties, and and that was only like two years ago. Oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> but, two and a half. 
<laughs> but there's going to be someone listening who is in that same position that you were in in your 20s. Where would you say would be a great place for them to start? Like as far as like from a mindset point of view, like we're talking about holistic health. It's so easy for us to go into exercise nutrition because that's yeah. just what we live and breathe. But from a mindset point of view, there's someone listening to this right now that goes, Far out. I'm where Jacinta was in her 20s, where it's just so much aesthetic. That's my goal is full aesthetic. Where, mm. What would you say to that person? I think it you need to listen to you. So again, removing the external voices. It's great to have people give you guidance and, you know, you're always going to have people give you their two cents worth. But the more you have of that, the less in tune to how you feel you become. So it's, yes, seek support. However, take the time to really delve into how you feel and what you f- want for yourself. Um, that and would don't be, be afraid of that too. Cause that's, yeah, yeah. I think we spend so much of our lives sort of um, putting the hurts aside, you know, and just like, All right, I'm going to get through this. But sometimes you got to go through those, those hurts or those things that have, are stopping you from achieving those things, those, you know, changing the mindset and go, yeah. okay, maybe I need to go through this to get out the other side and, and be a stronger person. Yeah. I would say always, not sometimes. In my perspective, I think that it's always important to go through what you're feeling because that's your guidepost. Mm. So it sh- you should always come back to that. If something doesn't feel right, they talk about like gut intuition, right? How you're feeling, pain, sadness, anger, whatever it may be, you know, hating on yourself, like every feeling that you could possibly think of, that is your guidepost for you to become more aware of what you need for yourself. Mm. So instead of like putting that aside and going, no, 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 I don't want to feel that. Like I don't want to hear my, you know, my soul speak to me or my higher self, my inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to hear that talk to me. You're just suppressing that. But it'll come back. Mm. It'll keep coming back and back and back until it smacks you in the face and then you're like, okay, maybe I really have to deal with it. Yeah. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is listen to you and don't get too distracted in what every other person is saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Sometimes to listen to you it might mean some sacrifices as far as like you know, maybe switching off social media mm-hmm. for a week or at a time or something like that, you know, but yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was deep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's accepting that it's okay if things don't go the way you had planned as well. You know, we can have a goal and we can have a focus and we can have an ultimate outcome that we want to achieve. But I think what's important to remember is that keep that in mind, but be open-minded to how you get there if that makes sense. yeah. So you may think your path to that particular goal might look a certain way, but just be open-minded to what might come into your life to help you get there, mm. Mm. even if you didn't think it would be that way. Yeah, open to opportunities. Yeah. So, Kobe, you're going to be in the limelight. Here we go. Yeah. Let's let's hear a little bit about you. What, where did it all begin for you? You've been in this industry for some time. Yeah, well, for me, it's been going on for a long time. I've done a lot of things in the fitness industry, but... I started off wanting to be a professional sports player, so either rugby league or professional tennis player. As we all know, that is extremely difficult. I had a very uh, special teacher who told me maybe you should get into coaching 
And that put me in a different direction as straight away from instead of receiving the the coaching is maybe I can be the one to to impact other people, pardon the pun. And that's where my sort of journey and love for helping people started. Mm-hmm. And really through my whole career, I've just basically learnt how to build build rapport with people and be able to develop my people skills to be able to help people as much as possible. And I'm very lucky. I had some really good mentors from a young age who I was able to jump under their wing and sort of uh, I didn't get lost on my journey, you know. I always knew where I wanted to go and just always put the work in to get there. But for me, this podcast around holistic health is the ins and outs of what I live every day. You know, it's it's that massive mindset. It's a huge amount of mindset that we need to just to like I talked about before, getting up in the in the morning and 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 going from there. You know, so who would you say? were those mentors in your life or you don't have to name names but what did you what really sparked something within you that made you feel like they mentored through you or was there a specific part in your journey where you feel like they really helped yeah i'm i'm not a detailed person i'm a big picture thinker so as soon as i had a mentor that made me sit down and and break certain things down different opportunities down so uh the first gym that i worked at the gym owner just used to say to me, go and sit next to someone in the gym on a bike and just talk to them. Find out two or three things about that person that you never would have known and then come back and tell me. And at the time, the gym that I was working at, there was uh, what I call young at heart. So there's a lot of older people in the gym. Yeah. And, you know, I'm having conversations with 50, 60, 70-year-old women on the gym, on the gym floor on the bike, we're in tears, either crying in laughter or I'm crying because I've heard their sad stories. Sharing their words of wisdom. Yeah, as a 19-year-old <laughs> kid. And then if any of my footy mates would have seen me crying with this 70-year-old in the gym, they would have given me a hard time. But what that did was, you know, they it gave me an opportunity to learn and to listen. And that's what I, that's what I love doing is being able to listen to people. But it also made me realise that everyone has a story, mm. you know, and... Um, I think that's one of the reasons why my personal training career has been so successful is being is because I can recognize someone's story and work within that person and it's just not another person like yeah. our gym at impact we say it's just not another gym like we really care about people and that's what it's about so, so what do you feels like you used to do personal training as a full-time gig not so much anymore you're still really passionate about helping the clients that you have what sort of made you sort of like steer more into owning your own gym? Yeah, so I got to the stage where I was overworked as a personal trainer. I'm I'm solely, so highly driven as far as where I want to get to. So I was, my PT business was doing 70 plus half an hour sessions a week and you can only sustain that for so long. And I sort of always felt myself hitting a ceiling all the time. So I thought the only way that I'm going to be able to take this to the next level is either have trainers working underneath me or create a gym and and do it myself so um, my journey has been across all those paths and now we find ourselves at impact and being able to impact more and more people every day what would you say are some of the being in your position like for anyone who doesn't know kobe he's super humble and he's such a leader he has the best leader qualities you could ever imagine in a human 
what are some of the struggles that you face in in your position? I guess for me, it's it's taking home the um, the stories, you know, that yeah. we hear every day. Like right now, when I was a full time trainer, I could I could listen to the stories and um, almost not shrug them off, but I could put them in a separate compartment in my mind. And the, I think the older that I'm getting, it, it the harder that's becoming. So that's that's some of the struggles that I have every day is is taking on people's stories and wanting to help them more and more mm. through their journey. But besides that, it's it's the 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 constant challenges of business itself is is but we love that, you know, it's like mm. it's it's a constant it's a constant battle, it's a constant grind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're three years in at impact, so we're still at the very start of our journey. And what we've achieved in the last three years is amazing. It just lets me know like what can we do in the next three years? Then the three years after that, that's what's the special part about where we're heading and what we're doing. But the the constant battle of business is always going to be the hardest part, you know? Yeah, so true. And I think <coughs> we, I shared this quote with you just recently. It was about the, I forget what the quote is. It must have been a really good <laughs> quote. <laughs> And it was, the quote is, it will always remain hard. Our definition of hard just evolves as we get stronger. Mm. And that I think is so true because mm. what that means for me is that the more that we evolve and experience hard situations and, and hard experiences, they're always going to be there. Yeah, Like we're not going to go through life just because we've had like one or a couple of upending situations in our lives um, doesn't mean we're not going to enjoy more. It's just how we battle them. We're going to get better at it, which is business. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I remember talking to someone recently, and it was a young a young person, and they said to me, "Oh, you know, I've had such a massive week this week." I'm like, "Yeah, that's awesome." She's like, "Yeah, I've done 38 hours this week." I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, that's so, that must be so hard for you. But I understand, like mm. I said that in the most compassionate, em- compassionate way. way because their ability to deal with 38 hours right now, Where being at. a young person, is at their top tier of their ability to handle hard stuff, you know? Yeah, and depending on what else they have in their life as well, you know, those other hours in their week, they might be so snowed under with all of this other stuff. Um but yeah, like you say, what they can cope on depending on where they are in their journey right right now. Mm. Yeah. So, where are you at in your journey right now? Because I know where Good you're question. at. <laughs> you want me to tell everyone else where I'm at? <laughs> no, like, like you don't have to go too deep. No, look, I am in. Ask me this right now in this moment. I'm in a really sound place of what I would call what would feel like to me as being really present mm. in the moment. Yeah, I see that every day. And yeah. I think you bring that at work every day as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But what does that mean from a practical point of view for you? Like what do you have to do each day to be in that space? I don't have to do so much now. I know I don't want to sound like I know it all because I definitely don't. And I ha- still have those days where I am crying, you know, myself to sleep that sounds really sad but it's true it doesn't happen all the time but I'm very aware of my feelings and I never ever suppress anything anymore so um, I used to all the time because can we swear on this 
Um, <laughs> because it feels fucking hard. Like dealing with your shit feels hard. Yeah. And, but what is harder is hanging on to that. So what I realize is that if I feel the hardness of releasing it, then that's way more temporary than feeling the pain of it for a longer extended period of time. Mm. So what I do now is whenever I'm feeling a certain way or if certain pain comes up um, that I know I need to deal with, I deal with it then and there. And I talk to you this about it all the time mm. very openly and anyone that I speak to who is open-minded in that way or um, I feel like is at a place where they could understand that or take that on, deal with your shit in that moment. If that means removing yourself from friends, family, in a very loving way, just it's about I'm honouring how I'm feeling and I'm going to take the time to just dig up what I'm feeling in this moment and release it. And it feels so good to do that rather than just hanging on to stuff. So that's why going back when I said I'm just in more of the present moment because that's just it's easier to live like that. You can't control what happens tomorrow um, and you can't control what happened yesterday. But what you can really control is what's going on in your life right in this very moment. So we have a choice to how we feel in the present. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So I see you down at the beach a lot. <laughs> oh, bloody love the beach. We live on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> you live in a beautiful, beautiful spot. So is that part of your... Uh, is that part of your routine of being able just to centre yourself and, and sort yeah. of find peace at that moment? Definitely. I'm very blessed that I live right on the beach, but even if I didn't, I would still find myself there. I think the beach is very, very healing. Mm. I don't know about you, but there's just something about, um, well, even the land in itself, having your feet in the sand, having your feet in the like on the land, just that grounding, you know, um, just centering yourself, yeah, like you said, energy of the waves and just it's a good way to meditate with almost without um meditating if mm. that makes sense yeah, yeah meditation to me can mean anything that makes you more still not overthinking and i think the beach is a really beautiful place to do that yeah mm. i think from a male point of view sometimes that is very difficult because to meditate yeah or well, to be still in the mind yeah yeah for, for me personally as soon as I'm still, I'm thinking about work mm. and it's really hard for me to separate myself from that. Whereas if I step on the tennis court, I'm not thinking about anything else except for this little ball. But saying that, it's still not approaching the situation I have to deal with, Yeah, you know? So it's, yeah. um, I think what we're, what's important is we're all on a different journey. It's figuring out what road we need to take to actually, um, take that purpose of, of centering ourselves and going from there, you know? Yeah. There's so many different modalities, like in terms of what we can utilize to help us um, work through some stuff or, you know, that it's just endless. It's finding out what works for you and you could dabble in many different things over your journey. And that's good because again, that's just being open-minded and having experiences. If you find stillness, at the beach, if you find stillness doing a proper meditation, if you find stillness in doing yoga, um, whatever whatever works for you. But I think it is important to find that stillness. And breath work is really great for that because we can live such hectic lifestyles. When we just focus on our breath, that clears your mind in itself. Mm. 
So that can just be a, a one minute, 30 second job yeah. that we can do just to bring us back down a little bit. I've got, you know, a little watch on my wrist that reminds me to breathe. And the mm. times that I'm in a quiet space and actually do it, I find it so beneficial. Hey. Yeah. I know. I see you sometimes like at the gym and you'll look at your watch and you'll be like, oh, time to breathe. Got to breathe. <laughs> so if you take your watch off, do you forget to breathe? <laughs> Keep your watch on at all times. Just keep it on, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's very important. We need you. So that's it. Thanks for listening. And if you have loved tuning in to us here at the Impact Podcast, just subscribe, rate and review. Yeah, and if you think that this podcast could impact someone you know, then make sure you share it. Catch ya. Bye. Damn phones, Babylon can't crack the code. Used to sip out, stop, rip home, but figured I should stick.